Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 223. This episode is brought to you by Compass Classroom. Compass Classroom is an amazing curriculum company. They have a lot of online courses, and these are mainly geared towards your middle and high school students. This is the time in homeschooling where it's harder to find quality stuff. I mean, everyone markets toward the elementary years, but the high school years are so important to get solid courses under your kid's belt. And these are interesting. I don't really like the courses that are made for a traditional classroom and then you use them for homeschool. No, Compass Classroom is actually made for a homeschooler. They understand how homeschooling works. They understand how you want your high schoolers to be pretty independent, to be able to work through the stuff on their own. We've personally used Visual Latin from Compass Classroom and we have loved it. Now, if you use my code 411more.com forward slash Compass Classroom, it will take you to my exclusive Compass Classroom page on their site where you will find a 25% off coupon and you'll also be able to try out all their homeschool video courses free for one month. No credit card required. You can actually try them for free and see what they're all about. I think this is an awesome opportunity for you if you're still looking for amazing classes for your middle and high school students. So head on over to 41more.com forward slash Compass Classroom. Welcome to episode 223. You can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 223. Today I'm talking through the seven things every homeschool mom needs to know about time management. Now, did you just wince when I said time management? Did you just start to get like a pit in your stomach and feel like, oh, I hate this topic? (laughs) Like I'm not good at it. It's really a struggle. And I I get this because time management is a sore subject for so many homeschool moms, but I also think that learning really good skills here and strategies is what's going to help you be able to handle homeschooling on top of all the other things we have going on as moms. It's already a lot of work to be a mom of one, to be a mom of many. It's already a lot to be a homemaker and have to take care of the house. Some of you work on the side. Some of you work full time. Some of you volunteer a lot. Some of you are taking care of older parents or sick family members. We all have so much going on that when you throw homeschooling in the mix, if you don't have really good strategies to be efficient, productive, organized, and to keep yourself from being overwhelmed, you're not going to be able to homeschool well. And if you struggle through homeschooling, you're going to want to quit and you might not do a good job because it's just going to be like a horrible um, environment for your kids every day if you're struggling. So even if you feel like you're failing at it, or even if you don't know where to start, I want to help you with time management in this episode and point you to some things you might want to deep dive into in the future. Because as I think of time management for so many moms, I think most of our frustrations with productivity, it actually comes from the fact that we're constantly putting out surface level fires instead of 
actually doing something substantive or looking at root causes. Don't you feel like that? Like as a homeschool mom, it's like fire, fire, fire. Like you're putting out the fires. You're dealing with the the chaos every moment instead of going and finding root causes. What's causing this constant uh, fighting? What's causing the constant problem with getting math done? What's causing the problem with the kids not putting their stuff away? What's causing the problem with us not being able to get our homeschooling done in a decent amount of time? Like we're, we're not looking at root causes enough and we're just constantly putting out fires. So I think this is something so many of us can relate to. I'm still learning. I'm still getting better because I'm just going to be honest. You go through seasons of homeschooling. I needed different strategies when I had four boys under the age of five and just tons of little kids trying to homeschool, trying, you know, I needed different strategies then than I need now with college kids, high schoolers, an elementary kid plopped at the end, like, you know, running businesses from home. Like I'm in a different season of life. It's still busy, but it's busy in different ways. And I still need these strategies, but I also need to know how to tweak them because it's not going to stay consistent and constant. Your kids change ages. You add another kid to the family. You know, you're homeschooling. You find out someone has dyslexia. I mean, so many things will alter this, but I think these are core principles that we need to talk through. And no matter what stage of homeschooling or life you're in, I think these will be helpful to you. So let's dive in to the seven things every homeschool mom needs to know about time management. So the first thing is that clutter costs you time. Did you know that experts say that the average person is going to spend a whole year of their life looking for lost items? Can you relate to this issue? You know, if you are dealing with clutter, you know it's making you late getting out of the house. You know it's making it hard to get homeschooling done. You know it takes you way too long to clean the house and you're like purging toys or kids clothes or kitchen items like too many times every year. Like all of that stuff costs time, it costs money, it costs effort. Um, and so you have to figure out maybe some of your time management issues are because you have too much stuff. So this can actually be fun. It doesn't have to be a chore in the sense of like a drag. But if you want a fun project to do with your kids, consider making a family decluttering project and say, look, we're going to sell these items. If you have stuff that's worth anything, sell the items online and make money and say, look, whatever we make from this, we're going to do, we're going to do like decide what the bucket list is. You know, we're going to go to the movies as a family. We're going to go out to eat. We're going to take a fun family trip, whatever it ends up being, you know, make it fun for the kids. And they actually, you know, will be excited to declutter. Um, You can download a declutter cheat sheet in my library at 41more.com forward slash library. This is a great way to um, launch a teen into an online reselling business like via eBay or something. Kids can have a lot of fun doing this. It's a great way for them to make some pocket money. And so if you want to check out our eBay reseller uh, mini course for teens, you can check that out in our shop as well. But number one, Clutter costs you time. So definitely figure out if some of your issues with time management are because you have too much stuff that needs your attention. Number two, you need to do a time audit. 
Now, until I actually did a time audit, I didn't realize how much time I was wasting. I mean, this was several years ago already. I probably should do another one because like I said, I'm in a different season. I'm spending my time in different ways and I probably should double check, like, where am I spending my time? So I, you know, several years ago when I did my first one, I was complaining I didn't have enough time in my day, but the audit made me see I did have plenty of time. I just wasn't using it well. And I think as a homeschool mom, because like I said, we're juggling so many spheres of responsibility. We're juggling housekeeping, homemaking, educating the kids. We're out of the house, maybe working or maybe volunteering or just like everything that makes up our responsibilities. It can sometimes feel like there's no way it all fits. Now, sometimes it's true. You have to say no to stuff because yes, like everything is not going to fit. But um, if you can figure out a way to do a time audit, and then I'm going to talk in the next point about a, about a, mindset shift, this is going to make all the difference. So before we go to point number three, let me just give you an action step for this point. So if you want to do a time audit, I would um, check out Laura Vanderkam's book, 168 Hours from Your Library. You don't even need to buy your own copy. Get it from the library and download a block schedule weekly planner to do your time audit. You can find one of those in my library as well. And now let's move on to step number three. Once you do your time audit, number three is you make a mindset shift to the magic of 168 hours. All right, this is something very different. Until I read Laura's book, I it just, it blew my mind because look, we all look at our day and we go, we have 24 hours. What can I fit in 24 hours? And then we look at the next day, that's 24. And we look at every day as a bucket of 24 hours, but it's actually better and you're more productive and efficient if you think of your time as 168 hours, that's one week. So from a Sunday morning to a Saturday night or however you think of your seven day week, that's 168 hours. Okay. Because when you think of your time in 24 hour chunks, you're going to feel self-defeated when you have one unproductive day, right? Haven't you been there? You have one day, Monday goes terribly, you know, as it does in a lot of homeschool families, like Monday is off to a really rough start and you kind of throw in the towel and say, my whole week is ruined. We didn't, Monday was awful. And you kind of give up and you don't like, you know, pick up well the next day because you felt defeated on Monday. But if you go through some quick mental math, you will find that one week of 168 hours gives you more than enough time to fit in nearly everything you need. It even gives you time to fit in eight or nine hours of sleep if you need a lot of sleep. And I'm one of those people, I need my sleep. So I can put in enough hours of sleep. I can put in homeschooling. I can put in working. I can put in housework, volunteering, like all the things I need to be at. And you're going to see you've got plenty of time in a week if we know how to use our time well. So part of it is just being disciplined enough to not be unproductive or lazy. It doesn't mean you can't put in there, hey, I'm going to watch a, have a movie night with my husband every every week or whatever. It doesn't mean you don't have, you actually have time for all of that stuff. So that is my point number three, I think we're at, is make a mindset shift to the magic of 168 hours and see what that does for your time management. That's going to help everything in your life, but especially your homeschooling. 
Okay, here's point number four. Now, this is my opinion. This might not be like a tried and true, this works for every single person, but I do think that bullet journals are perfect for homeschool moms or a customized command center. So even if you're a digital planner kind of person, you need to find like your program online that really allows you to customize your planning. Now, I'm a paper kind of girl, even though I do use Trello for a lot of stuff, I really still love my paper planners. But if you've ever looked at paper planners, none of them are perfect because they're not made for you. They're made for a generic person. And when you're a homeschool mom, your life is just different than the average mom. And even sometimes homeschool planners, I think are pretty clunky. Like they think you're going to map out lesson plans every day of the week for all your kids for 180 days. I've never done that in all my years of homeschooling. Like I'm a former teacher. I do not write lesson plans. Like that's overkill. So honestly, I think if you can customize your planner and that's why bullet journals are great, they're essentially blank and you create your pages, you know, for what makes sense for you, but whatever you decide to use, I think you need to have a customized option and to be able to fit in all your information. See, this is where bullet journals are great. You could get a homeschool mom planner that just deals with the academics, or you could get a meal planner that just is for you planning meals, or you can get a, you know, a holiday planner for planning out the gifts you want to buy for people, or you can get, you know, like there's all these different planners, financial planner, like whatever. What, what if you could put all that stuff in one bullet journal and you can separate it into sections because we wear so many hats. So you might want a place to keep a list of library books or unit studies you want to do with the kids or field trip ideas. And you might also want to have a place where you're writing out meal ideas. And you also might want a place where you're keeping track of gift ideas, you know, for purchasing for Christmas for the kids or whatever. But it's actually like more efficient than having juggling multiple planners and multiple ways of keeping track of stuff it's so much better to have it all in one place. So that's why a bullet journal is really great, I think, for homeschool moms and helping you with your time management. Okay, here's number five. You need to set up routines for everything. Do you know the routines for your day? Or more importantly, maybe I should say, do your kids know the routines? Or are they constantly asking you for direction for homeschool, for chores, for their free time, what they're allowed to do? When you don't have a predictable flow to your day, you actually waste time deciding what you're going to do next or transitioning task to task. And this is especially true with homeschooling. So when we homeschool, we might use the word schedule, but we don't have like a school schedule like eight o'clock is math and eight 30 is reading. I mean, we don't do that at all because that's not just doesn't make sense for a homeschool family, but we have routines. What do we do first? What do the kids need to do when they get up? What should they, are there chores to do? Do they start with school? Do they wait for me? Do they get their breakfast? Now? I mean, what I'm saying really applied 10 years ago for my family. I mean, I've got college kids, mostly high schoolers and one 10 year old plopped at the end. So I mean, like my life is different, but for a lot of you with elementary age kids, maybe your oldest is only 10 to 13 years old. Yeah. You really do need routines. And if your high schoolers haven't gotten that uh, motivation to be responsible for their homeschooling yet and for their education, you might need to put routines in place. Cause maybe you, ha you've kind of missed that step 
along the way in the younger years. It's never too late. It's helpful for every age. And of course, my high schooler, he still does have routines. So, but it is really important for your younger kids. Like what's the flow and do they know what to do next? You know, have you ever heard of like homeschool moms feeling, um, feeling like overwhelmed because all the kids are vying for their attention at the same time? Or maybe you imagine that's what homeschooling a bunch of kids looks like. And you're like, how do you actually do it? Well, you have routines. Do the kids know what to do? Can they work on something? Are they supposed to work on something until you can help them? This just keeps everything much more calm, productive, efficient, and everyone is not going crazy calling for mom, right? So do your kids know what to do when they get up? Are they supposed to start a subject? Do your older kids know like what do they need to get accomplished each day? So no matter whether you have a big chart, you have a chore chart, you have um, work boxes for homeschool or Trello for your teenagers online to keep track of their homeschool, however you want to set it up, routines have to be communicated to the kids. You can't just keep them in your head as the mom. They can't read your brain. You do have to communicate it some way of here's what the flow of our day looks like, guys. And when everyone's on the same page, you're going to be able to get so much more done. You're going to be more efficient. It's not going to take you a million years to leave the house with four kids. And so I think routines, you need to be in place pretty much for everything that you're doing throughout the day, but especially for your homeschooling. Okay. I think we're on number six. Number six, batching tasks is more productive than multitasking. I used to be a proud multitasker and I thought, oh, I can do, I can juggle all these different things at one time until I learned that brain research shows that mental juggling can cost you up to 40% of your productive time. And then I did start to notice that I really lost efficiency when I tried to switch too much between mental tasks. So all this to say, when you're in the homeschool groove, be all there and give it your attention. Don't try to be, okay, I'm going to start the kids on this. And then I'm going to jump over here and try to get this project done because then your kids are going to need your help and they're going to be pulled out of your mental you know, focus. You're going to help them. Then you're going to jump back and forth. And It's just a complete disaster, honestly. So this is why I think for a lot of families, just getting done your core homeschooling in a couple hours in the morning works really well because then you can put it away. You can work on stuff. You can leave the house. The kids can have playtime. Like everyone can do what they need to do the rest of the day without like stretching out the school day to like seven hours And you're so frustrated because you weren't able to get anything done on the side. You know, (laughs) the kitchen's a mess. The kids still didn't do their math. Like just be all there in homeschooling, focused, totally giving that time over to homeschooling when you're supposed to. And then in the afternoon, kids nap, you're able to work on your hobby or your side business or whatever, and you can focus on that. So instead of multitasking, consider batching tasks. Now the best description of batching I've ever heard. Um, and the best help I've seen with this is from Kara Harvey from the purpose driven mom. She was on episode 170 of the homeschool with Moxie podcast. And if you go to the show notes at four, one more.com forward slash 170, um, you can download a complete packet that I made with all her Um, advice and tips and time management strategies that we talked through in that episode. So listen to the episode and also download the packet. And I think it's really going to help you understand how batching works and how it 
probably will really transform your homeschooling. Okay, number seven, the seventh thing that homeschool moms need to know about time management is that deep work is the most efficient kind of work. So to take that batching one step further, if you truly want to make the most of your time, then you use your batching to pursue deep work. Deep work is just the ability to focus and produce better results in less time. Now, I know that when you have lots of little kids, this isn't totally possible, but it still is possible in little pockets. Maybe it's when the kids go to bed. Maybe it's when it's nap time. Like This isn't going to work for you all the time when you have toddlers and babies and preschoolers. But I promise you, if you can learn this strategy as the kids get older, you'll be able to use it more and more. But I think also that modeling deep work for our kids, teaching them how to do it is actually a fantastic life skill. So if you can learn about it, you can actually help your kids and teach them how to have longer attention spans, how to actually focus on a task instead of just quick, you know, try it, give up real quick, move on to the next thing. I think our society with social media and stuff, we tend to be very much more Um, not able to focus. And our attention span is super short, especially the younger kids. I've noticed this a lot. And so I think it's really important for us as parents to learn about deep work, to model it, and to teach our kids about it. If you want an awesome book about this, Cal Newport wrote a book called Deep Work, and I highly recommend you read it to learn more. So as you look forward to a new homeschool year and you want to be more productive, you want to be efficient, you want to actually get stuff done instead of putting out fires all the time, you want a more peaceful home and peaceful homeschool. I think that's what we all want. I think these seven tips and strategies, if you dive into them, just pick one. Don't worry about all seven. Figure out which one you need to start with and then just learn what you can And see if you can implement it to make some changes in your upcoming year and see if it doesn't make a really big difference in your time management. And maybe next time you hear that word, you won't cringe so much. It won't be a sore topic for you and you'll start to learn some strategies. It's okay to say you don't know good strategies. It's okay to say you're learning, Just but take action. Don't just listen and go, oh, that's an interesting concept. Like actually figure out what you can do and take action on, and that's where you're going to see the results. All right, you can learn more by going to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 223. Don't forget to check out Compass Classroom by going to 41more.com forward slash Compass Classroom. I hope you'll join us next week for a another actionable episode. And until then, happy homeschooling.